You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. You can find this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, Google Play, YouTube, Voice Assistance, just say listen to After The Show Movie Podcast, and you can also find us on ascully.com where we post written reviews. With that out of the way, here are your hosts, Ascully and Sitok. Hello, Sitok. Hello. How are you? Well, you? Very good. How are you, listeners? Are you good? Are you bad? Give them a chance. I, it takes a while, doesn't it? I forgot. So now we'll just wait. Echo, echo. For all the replies. <laughs> what was the before the after the show discussion? There wasn't much of it. This movie, I left the room. They don't want to know why. And now I'm back. Yeah. So pretty much cover yeah. it. So um, let us start by saying happy, what is it? November 23rd. Happy November the 23rd. <laughs> Today is actually. No, happy Thursday. Thanksgiving for next week. Correct. American Thanksgiving. Yes. Canadian everywhere. one already happened about two weeks ago, I think. I think, yeah. I saw a lot of Canadians saying happy Thanksgiving. And I think they're the only two countries that do it, right? Um, I mean, it's just sort of a harvest festival celebration, give thanks for the whatever you've been able to grow and, you know, get abundance for the year. So I'm sure many, many countries and cultures do it. Ours just comes with a big dead turkey on the table and some apple pie. Poor turkeys (laughs) and poor apples. (laughs) What a terrible holiday. Let's not get that granular because then you and I will starve to death. That's a terrible holiday for turkeys In case anyone doesn't listen to us, this is your first time. We're vegetarian. I don't care if you eat turkey. I've eaten many, many turkeys in my life. <laughs> many, I, many Thanksgiving turkeys. I have not, because I didn't never like turkey. Oh, I loved it. Yuck. Anyway. But I don't miss it. It's not like that thing where you're like, oh, I wish I could have turkey. Not even a tiny little bit. No. I could eat pumpkin pie all day long. Blech. <laughs> all right. You're not in the Thanksgiving spirit. <laughs> it's uh, Saturday, November the 23rd. This is after the show number 609, where a movie review podcast each week we look at a new movie. This week's movie is Good Boys. It's a 2019 movie released on Blu-ray on November the 5th, so it's out now. Rated R, and it's pretty strong R. They actually Mm -hmm. make that very clear on the box. Like a third, well, a quarter of the box show is the... I'd say, yeah, the bottom... Is the restricted R. Bottom third of the front, yeah. Strong, crude sexual content, drug and alcohol material, and language throughout all involving tweens is the actual certification on this one. So now you know what you're in for expected. I mean, I think some people are naive, and they won't really know what to expect. No. Obviously from some of the reviews you read. It also says under 17 requires accompanying parent or adult guardian. Did we have an adult guardian with us? We're so far from not from being under 17. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No. So this is rated R. It's from our friends at Universal who sent us a copy for review. Sid Talk will give you the synopsis and then I'll give you the one off the box to compare. Hmm. It's a coming of age story with the lots of the F word and modern versions of the same old shit that we've all gone through with sex and learning about sex and grown-up stuff and adventures and all right and here is the official synopsis if you are not fond of sit talks <laughs> just how bad can one day get the creative minds behind Superbad and sausage party take on sixth grade hard in this innocent yet raunchy comedy max thor and lucas skip school and set off on an odyssey of epically bad decisions involving stolen drugs, a frat house, and running from both cops and girls. Is that a good one? It's long. It explains it in true. I don't think we all need long explanations for our movies. Well, what happens if we enjoy long explanations in our movies? Well, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so good boys. It's a raunchy comedy from Seth Rogen and his friends. But they don't star in it. 
Uh, what did you think, Sitok? Oh, we're getting straight to it. Yes, uh, this is a review of the movie. I, yeah, I know, but you don't usually <laughs> just say. Uh, it was, I laughed a lot. And you, like, a lot, a lot. And you're not generally a fan of uh, the Seth Rogen type He wasn't humor. in it. Well, it's... The humor, I don't really have a problem with the humor. It can be a little up its own ass at times and sort of like... If it's intentionally irreverent and sort of, um, ha ha ha, I know what's going to really upset some people, and I think it's hilarious, therefore it's hilarious. I don't like any of that shit. But in this, there are moments when, because you identify with on it with some level, right, some, something in there with these kids' behavior, and then the kids are hilarious, like, really funny performances i just had a good time i thought it was really fun how old are these kids like 12 year olds right in the movie yes yeah but maybe Sixth a little grade bit older. is 12 years old yeah so some people would have an issue with this movie controversially that 12 year olds are swearing and holding sex toys and Correct. They're not holding them to use them. They're holding them because they don't actually know what they are. Yeah, but I mean, the sexual situation... I mean, there isn't any, like... Well, they have them kissing girls and stuff, but, I mean, they don't have any of them having sex underage, obviously. That would maybe go a bit too far, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> We're not in mid, mid-90s mid here. No. It's not kids. <laughs> that <Yeah>. one was <laughs> a little like, ah, or yeah. lie, or, or L-I-E, whatever that was yeah. called a long time ago. Kids or was the kids. first one. Yeah. yeah, like, no, we're not going there. Or even, let's be honest, Big, right? Big was... Big is weird and perverted. Yes, when and also the it. one with Nicole Kidman, where her husband is or isn't reincarnated as a 10-year-old and or something like that. That's also weird. I, I never saw that one, but there I've heard about it. So there are, there are other movies that go to that super uncomfortable place with it. This, it's like... I'm not a parent. We don't have children, but I know lots of children. And surprisingly, I was a child at some point many years ago. I think we all were. <laughs> yeah. There's no getting away from that. And the thing is, you're not a chi- you're not a child all your life. You're just going through the first part of your life until you're an adult, and then that's that's going to be the majority of your whole of your life, right? So. When you're a kid and you're like 12 and you see adults around you drinking, swearing, whatever, saying weird things, making sexual jokes, you don't know what it's all about. You kind of pick little bits and pieces of it and you feel more grown up because you say sex, (laughs) it means you know what it's all about. And it doesn't. If you say, like in this movie, you know, there's like the implication of drinking. And so to say, yeah, that's right. I'm an alcoholic. Like, to a 12-year-old who doesn't understand what that really means, that's like a badge of honor to other 12-year-olds kind of thing. So, and it just is what it is. There can't be a time in our history when children were ever, like, hermetically sealed off away from the grown-ups and never were exposed to anything, you know, raunchy, grown-up, sexual you know, bad decisions. There just couldn't have been a time. And I don't think there's even a culture that could pull that off. So I know people are uptight about the swearing. And even me at times, I'm like, I'm thinking if that was my son doing that part, again, I'm not a mother, but I was thinking I'm a swearer. I swear a lot. And I've been around a lot of children. I was a nanny. I even helped raise my nephew. And so if I swore around them, I would say, Don't say that. If you're going to say it, don't say it in front of grown-ups. And the reason I say it is because I'm mad or I don't have any other words. So it's not like something to be proud of. Just don't say the grown-up words. It's not that big a deal. When you grow up, you can decide if you want to say them. That's kind of my spiel, right? Right. So I was thinking, though, if my son, which is, these are mostly all boys, a couple of teenage girls, was in this movie. And I'm off to the side of the set watching him. And he's rehearsing. And he's doing the scene over and over and over. And he's getting praised and he's getting laughs, and he's getting a bit of self-esteem from all the grown-ups thinking how cool he is. That might change my perception of him on that level. But as a character in a movie, as a kid that you're like, yeah, you know, they're going to swear because the grown-ups aren't around, and it's like, you know, you kind of mimic what grown-ups do. I was once a teenage boy. 
You were. And only just last week you were playing video games. Do you still do that? Yeah. Oh, hey, was... I, I probably didn't <laughs> play as many while I was a teenage boy, but uh, hanging around with a bunch of teenage boys, they all swear. Even when I was 12, when we all went down to the park on our BMXs, everybody swears. It's effer, there's, you know what I mean? Yep. It, and it's not, what happens is, you all kind of are with each other as teenage boys. You're all swearing and smoking. and We smoked at 12 years old. Bad, you did? Bad kids. Dang. I um, never. I always hated smoking, but swearing, sure. We drank cider on the swings. I, I remember that. You know, we did stuff you weren't supposed to do as a kid. We all swung around. And then the minute you get home, you completely change your personality to the, just I'm just a normal kid now. Like, I mean, I'm just... Yeah, a, a kid that adults will accept. So, <laughs> so we basically learn how to lie right. really good when we're kids. So these kids, you know, when kids have not got the adults around, I this is not like far fetched that them swearing. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so I don't, you know, some people will see this and go immediately, "Oh my god, what are they making these kids say?" Right, and that's what I was thinking. Separate, like as performers. Right, young boys who are now being paid and praised and patted on the back for the use of the language and their well, what they're performing, versus just a kid behind the you know behind out on their own with their friends. Two different things. So you know, mm. I, it doesn't offend me because I figure they have parents. They've signed. Whatever I mean, it's waivers. not. It's not like these kids randomly walked into this movie with no. Yeah, made but their then own decision. Like my, my point earlier was when one of them when they all get to be 20s and 30s, they're making a time in their life when they actually for whatever reasons have come to the conclusion that sort of behavior is abhorrent to them and they would never want to swear and now that when they were children, someone came along and made it okay. Their parents signed a waiver, these famous big stars like Seth Rogen were paying them big money and patting them on the back and so Maybe they went along. I don't know, but there could come a time in their life when they're not very proud of that. Right. So, but again, you know, you can't. No, I say I really enjoyed the movie. I um, found the writing to be pretty funny. Um, it's very dumb. I've got to say that. True. It's like it's like you know, it's like Animal House or something like that. If you go and watch something like that, it's it's real base, but it part of the magic of this one, I think. I think it's funny watching kids, you know, not swear, because that's not the funny part for me. It's more that they don't understand some things and they're what they think is yes when they find sex toys in their mum and dad's room. And they're them, just like, what's this? <laughs> it's, 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 you know, something else. Like there's, I like that, the misunderstanding of like they don't really get the adult world properly. Like my favorite line in the movie is... I will, uh, you know, paraphrase it. Are you ready? Yeah. You'll, you'll know what it is. It is. I think it's really funny. One of the boys says, that woman, who, that girl who lives there is a nymphomaniac. And <laughs> yeah. he says, what's a nymphomaniac? And he says, she has sex on land and sea. <laughs> Which is like, you know, it's like, and the other thing about... First like, he says, she likes to start fires? And yeah. he says, no, <laughs> no. Like, that's a dumb answer. No, yeah. she likes to have sex so, on land and sea. So there's a lot of that, and there's like the thing like they put, pull a tampon out of a bag, and and he's like, "Do you know what that is?" And he says, "He says, yeah." He goes, "The girls put it up the butt to stop babies dropping out." And An eighth like, grader told me that once. Yeah. So it's all it's all like that's the funny part to me. Like kids view the adult world is not quite they've not quite understood it yet, and it's that line where they just they'll know about tampons next year. Yeah, that's the thing, though. We we insulate them to some degree. Or, you know, they're over in their room playing. They're over on the couch watching a TV show. And you guys are sitting in the kitchen with adults talking about stuff. They're only going to hear a tiny portion and then sort of make up their own they. Like, we weren't children. But, I mean, that's what you do. Yeah. But that's where most of the laughs come from for me. Yeah. It's not really like a kid saying the F word. It's more... A kid. In fact, it felt like, okay, we get it. You producers think it's hilarious for these boys to swear, and the boys are having a great time, but enough is enough. Well, like, I, actually, I even felt that. I'm not a prude or anything. I, I'll watch anything. And I, personally, 
I thought for the first 10 minutes, it was kind of novel. So, oh, look at these kids are actually swearing. It's kind of no holds barred. And then as the movie started to progress and they were still swearing, I was like, that, that's kind of like a one hit thing. That is, it, I agree. It lasts for 10 minutes. You, you think it's kind of interesting and then it doesn't really need to carry on, but it does carry on. But I didn't think it ruined anything. It's just like, it's raunchy for raunchy's sake, isn't it? Yeah. I would rather it have more of those clever lines about like the, it's almost like. Misunderstandings. Yeah, it's almost like there's a a line when you're about this age. Adult world is just here above it and you're below it. And you're just about to cross the line and everything's confusing about it. Well, when you're 12, you're not an, almost an adult. You're almost a teenager. Right. So but, you still got a little ways to go. But understanding the adult world True. starts to happen. Like like in this movie, even, there's some like really touching moments. Like um, the kid, uh, Lucas, his mom and dad are getting divorced. And he, he's really sad. Like it's, it's, And it's a real thing for this kid. And he's just sad. And it's in the back of his mind all the time, even when he's having fun with his kids that with the other kids, that his family is not really the same anymore, you know? And they do that well. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I think, there, it's a, you know, and there's a lot of, um, I noticed several movies that they were homaging. You also noticed. Yeah, there's a like, few. There's like The Terminator. There's definitely Ferris Bueller. What else was there that I noticed? Oh, Boogie Nights. Absolutely Boogie Nights. <laughs> Um, which again (laughs) not exactly you would hope that when your child's watching it it wouldn't go hey is this from Boogie Nights you would hope they've never (laughs) seen that scene that but you know they're referencing a bunch of stuff in there here when you're watching it even the mall when they got to the mall when they run across the road and they got to the mall to buy the drone I was hoping there would have been some more adventures in the mall but they they kind of you know moved on fast from that didn't they um, so it has that like it might com- have been in the deleted scenes we didn't watch them well it has that like coming of age kind of thing like somebody even said it's like stand by me but mm-hmm. with swearing a character in the movie yeah um, and it is and it's definitely referencing th- they do like a modern day take on the final scene of Ferris Bueller and it's a really modern day take on it I mean it isn't it sort of kind of is, but they don't do any specific references whatsoever. It's just a kid no. trying to beat the dad home. But you can feel it yeah. as you're watching it. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. An animal house a little bit with the frat thing. and You know? This, yeah. It's a bunch of things, ideas, and kind of stuff to make you feel a bit nostalgic for other movies like that. Um, There's like a... What, there's some guest stars in the movie, like a bunch of them. Like comedians, did you think they added anything to it, or no. do you think it should have just been with the kids? Oh no, I didn't mind them. They just—I mean, I don't know who any of them are except for Steve. What's his face? So it, it kind of was lost on me. Steve, whatever his name is, Stephen Merchant. Oh, Stephen Merchant. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it? I only know who he was, but I mean, he also could have been anyone. It, the adults don't really do much, so it didn't matter to me who they were. Um, I was always ready to get back to the kids. So, and what as it wrapped up and the whole we won't spoil the story you don't really need to in this really no did you like the conclusion and all that kind of thing yeah i mean i wasn't really having any expectations of it it was kind of you know um they wrap it up at the end it's uh this is a spoiler a kid (laughs) kisses a kid you know one of them gets to kiss a girl right it's kind of that oh also i did feel you know they did that thing at the end. They're only they're only three twelve year old boys, but it's the uh, the thing where like you know when you've got friends and then you're at school, yes. And it's a bit it's a few years later usually though, and then you one of you gets a girlfriend and then you don't see them them as much, and then another one gets into something like music class or Correct. whatever. Correct. I love that. Part. And the friends kind of just kind of peel away from each other but they're all they'll always be friends but it's kind of like the end of an era absolutely and this movie does that maybe yep. a li- maybe a few years too early no no it makes sense sixth grade you're about to go into seventh grade where usually most school systems you're now flooding in with a larger group of different people even in cities particularly and then you know so it's very it's like the pivotal time for you really 12 13 years old 
So I love that part made me cry. I I started crying when I started thinking about it. And then thinking about through the course of my life, you know, you graduate from high school. I'm from a tiny school and my friends and I all did very different things, even though the majority of them got married, had kids pretty much all in their 20s. They were all doing very different things. So it wasn't like we were every single Monday showing up to school, hanging out, and every single Friday and Saturday deciding what to do and go out. That happened, you know, for some from the time we were 13 to 7th, 8th grade. And then it was gone. And then you're like miles away because you went to college and somebody went over here. And then I was thinking about that. Like, you really have to work at those lifelong relationships because everything, like getting married and whatever, doing a different job and moving a long ways away or just different hobbies even pulls people apart. You have to really hang on. And they don't, we don't all like I have friends that I had in high school that aren't the same kind of friends. But then I have friends who I literally speak to every single day. Well, speak to whatever you call it on the internet, Snapchat, text, Facebook messaging every single day. And are in, like, they're, they're woven into the, my life and I'm 52. So I totally identified with this idea of these friends kind of growing apart and still keeping that one thread between them, you know? I love that part. They did the thing like in Stranger Things too, where one of the kids wants to keep playing games. And Mm -hmm. in this this case, it was like a board, like a Dungeons and Dragons game. And he still wants to keep playing games, but he has to go and play with other kids. Right. And that can be tough. That can be tough. Yeah, and they even make a Stranger Things joke in here, don't they? Yes. Because when they're all on the bikes, that kids shout Stranger Things. At hey, Stranger Things. So yeah, there's a lot of um, pop culture things like that. There's a lot of... I thought it was a funny script. You know, like, you could lose... The swearing is not the funny part. And I'm not a prude or anything, and I don't care that kids are swearing in a movie. But towards the end, I was like, that's not the funny part. I thought <laughs> yeah. that kid was really funny. The Asian kid, like, is youngish, but he's really cool. And he's yeah. Like, he was a funny. He was funny, but he was just a per- peripheral. Ca- I would have liked to seen more of him because he. It's like, some, well, he's more like the epitome of what kids imagine a cool kid being to be. cool. Yeah, yeah. looking like, at him as an adult, you just want to like grab him by his little collar and say, "Why are you acting like that, you little shit?" But I, I find I find that funny, like the other kid as well, like when they go to the skate park and there's the kid, that kid with the sunglasses. The smart ass, yes. He's just a cool, like people think he's so, well, he thinks he's so cool, he actually is. I sipped three sips of beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, have, they go and play a game in the woods of not, not downing ten beers, like, like what was the How record? How many sips? The record was three sips. Three sips. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. So yeah, they, you know. Can you beat the three sip challenge? Because <laughs> um, they're just kids. So um, they're yeah. kids, but that's what adults do too. Let's be honest. We're all a bunch of immature twats, even up till probably the time we're dead. Right? Exactly. There's something about us we don't we don't fully understand all of life and everything that's thrown at us. You can convince yourself you're all grown up and like you're an adult because you've dealt with very bad things and difficult things. Fair enough. That doesn't make you an adult. I don't even know what that means anymore, you know? Like, I can sit on the couch and watch four hours of Bob's Burgers and laugh my head off. I don't feel like that's not an adult thing to do. (laughs) Right. But someone else will be like, oh, I wish I had time. I'm so grown up and important. I could never do that on my day off. I'm so busy. Like, is that being grown up or is that just being a jerk? Like, I don't know. Yeah, so um, I think it was more funny than rolling my eyes which i often do at these kind of comedies yeah i thought you were gonna say it's more funny than not funny <laughs> no definitely but more it is funny. more funny than not funny yeah and the kids did a really good job you could tell it was like ad-libbed on a lot of scenes where like you could see them saying stuff and it was kind of cut as though like they'd said it 30 times the dude. lucas kid how honest he was i just loved it he just couldn't contain himself he had to just tell the truth like he wanted like some kids do don't they <laughs> yes. they, they think they're in like, like spill spill it all what was his thing that he said it'll go on our permanent record <laughs> everything this will go on our permanent record when they're like looking up porn He's like, like anything like don't no don't do that it'll the go thing on our is today these days who knows right yeah well, what did it, like when they came to the computer to try and learn how to, they want to know how to kiss girls. So the first thing they type is boobs. 
And, and they're like, no, that's, you know, and then they say, what, porn? They found some porn. And then they're like, oh, and obviously they saw some things we didn't see. And we're just like, why is he even doing that? Yeah. So we know now they've seen a little bit of nastiness. <laughs> no, one of the kids said, after they'd watched the porn, one of the kids said, um, they didn't even, that guy on that pond didn't even know how to kiss. All he did was lick her asshole. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> Which was, Spoiler. Yeah, they yeah. will swear a lot and say weird <laughs> things. But, um, but like say, to a kid, right? They to say a kid, it in an innocent way. Like, to a kid who doesn't know anything about sex and has never, like, luckily, hopefully, is... never experienced until they're 25 or 30 sexual stuff. That's my hope for all people. Um, is that they don't even know. That's just disgusting. It's yeah. like, that's disgusting. There's nothing about it other than like, What? Is going on, and if you really think about it, we should all be saying that about that particular thing. Yeah, it's also it, the pawn that they're looking at. It's like stepmother pawn, and the, one of the kids says, um, "Is that what it's like when you get a stepmother?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's you know that's the kind of humor you're looking at here, and uh, I I did enjoy it quite a bit. So um, moving on to the cast, Jacob Tremblay, who plays Max. We you know him right because we've seen him in Room. What else did we see him in? He was in that other one. I had it on the tip of my tongue until you asked. Well, I'll just load up my thing. And yeah, load it Wonder. Yes, where he was the son. Yeah, yes. which was really good, actually. That's a very good movie. He's also in Doctor Sleep, which is the sequel to The Shining coming up. Oh, true. Um, he was, oh, The Predator was the other one he was in. That really, really awful Predator movie. Where he was a kid in his bedroom at the beginning. There's an awful Predator movie? Yeah, we both watched it. It was so Did terrible. I hate it? Yeah, you hate it. It was the one where it was Predator. like to do with the DNA of the kid. I don't even remember. And so it, that's how good it was. Um, I'll, <laughs> you, you don't remember it? I don't. It had um, uh, a bunch of like... Oh, yes, I do. Yeah. Like, a, okay, now I'll say... Alfie Allen was It wasn't was great, but... Still, it's Predator. It was, I have to give it, it a pass. It was really, really horrible. <laughs> it Predator wasn't movie. horrible. It wasn't even close to as horrible as the new Godzilla. So don't even. It was like they, don't even. It was start. like a comedy Predator movie. It, it was all. It was like them wisecracking. It's sort like, of like a comic book turned into a movie, but not in a good way. No, it was bad. You know anyway, what I mean. But Jake, it still wasn't as bad as Godzilla. But Jacob was in that too. So Let's we've just seen keep him reminding in. ourselves of how bad Godzilla was. Um, he Remember? Was also, Jacob Tremley was also in American Dad and Family Guy and The Last Man on Earth as Young Tandy. <laughs> I didn't realize you that. You miss your little show, don't you? I do miss, and this movie made me even miss it more. <laughs> um, yeah, Last Man on Earth. What an awesome show. Um, so, yeah, did you like Jacob? Yeah. I mean, I think um, they were all equally good, they to were, be honest. Um, the kid who plays Lucas, talking of Last Man on Earth, he was the kid from Last Man on Earth that they find. He's just a kid all alone on his own in Last Man on Earth. A lot of people won't know what you're talking about, but... It's a show called Last Man on Earth. It was on Fox. It lasted four seasons, then they cancelled it. And you were in love with that? It, um, Will Forte was the Last Man on Earth. And it was just this story of, like, what had happened. There had been a virus... And that almost everyone died from this horrible... We never saw that. It's like years after. And um, this guy, we meet him, and he is... The the thing that I think it's based on is you meet a guy, and he asks you out, and you say, not if you were the last man on Earth. It's exactly that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's him. And then, of course, he ends up finding a few other handfuls of people here and there, and it's basically just... Everybody was awesome in it. It was It's like very a funny. zombie apocalypse without zombies. Yeah, and it's very silly. It's comedy. I mean, it's very it's, sad though too, because like yeah. his brother's been in space on the space station, just trapped out there, figuring out stuff, and then the emotional thing. Of, you know, it had some good, good some, stuff in it. Sometimes they killed very famous people who came into the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just really, it's just really good. And the kid, uh, Lucas, kid, it was, it was always really sad because they find a kid like. And he's been basically taking care of himself in, like, the woods yeah. and in buildings for five years or yeah. whatever. It just seems real sad. He's got his toys. He's found some toys. He's got his onesie on. <laughs> he's just really yeah. sad. Um, but anyway, 
the guy who plays Lucas, I think he was your favorite in this. Keith yes, he Elwood. was because he was hilariously, hilariously honest. He's yeah. the kid that if you want to go do something and get in trouble, you don't want Lucas to go with you because he's going to tell everybody. everybody. <laughs> but then in the end, it's like they were trying to figure out indivi- as individuals what things do they like, and he one of his things on his list was rules. Yeah, so exactly. it's not like it's not like what a twelve year old say. I like playing games and rules, <laughs> like <laughs> so. That's like his personality. You know what I mean? So I like that about him. Yeah, and then the final kid is um, Thor. He's called. He's played by Brady Noon, and he's they're, they're different kids, aren't they? All three of them. He's mm-hmm. the drama. He's the he likes musicals. He does, but he's also looks like what you would imagine the bully tough guy kid would yes. look like. But he actually wants to sing in the musical and be like a singer. So I think that's interesting. Yeah. See, that's where this movie gets away with it being so coarse and rude. The heart underneath it. And I also agree. You know the movie we saw with Seth Rogen that he wrote recently, The uh, Long Shot? Mm-hmm. Even though it had like a coarse, crude kind of thing, there was... The story underneath was really touching and like about not fitting in and all that kind of stuff. True. This movie's the same. It's got a heart underneath it of growing up and what it's that like crossing that line into adulthood and you know. The long you... shot wasn't about that. The it long wasn't, shot was... but it, I'm not saying it's the same. I'm saying oh. it ha- long shot also had a heart to it, but the love story underneath it, like it almost cancels out how crude it is in t- points. You know. I don't know if it's crude. It's just kind and it of wasn't just a also. love story in Longshot. It was about him being beaten down, like he, like he wasn't true. Like nobody thinks he's good enough for anything. Like true. So in this movie, um, it does that too. The heart underneath it makes it worthwhile instead of it just being loads of kids swearing. Although that's going to be what most people focus on. Yeah, but you do feel like you said you cried. I did. You do feel at the end. I did with that. Like, oh, this this is the kind of almost like where we split ways as friends. And maybe we'll see each other in... Well, they're still in school together. They are, but it doesn't mean they're in the same areas. Like, he's over there with his... Like, the guy, um, Jacob Tremley's character, he's into girls, right? He's, Correct. So he hangs around with girls. <laughs> um, Thor hangs around with drama class. Correct. And um, Lucas plays Dungeons & Dragons with... Kind of the it's not like Dungeons and Dragons, so it's a card game. It's actually a real game. It's right. not a fake game made for the thing. It's, right. It's, it's, it's a card game. Where yeah, you it's get like Hearthstone. Sh- yeah. But he plays that with the nerdy kids, and he's happy. They're all happy doing, but not doing the thing together anymore. What they call the beanbag kids? Yeah. The beanbag boys. The beanbag boys, yeah. Uh, so we've also got the And then two- why are you called that? Because we have beanbags? Yeah. <laughs> There's no clever reason <laughs> for it. Um there's two teenage girls who play a significant role. Molly Gordon plays Hannah and Midori Francis plays Lily. They were quite funny too. They were really good. I love them. Because they got mixed up with two teenage girls. It's a whole caper to do with drugs and a drone. <laughs> and it's funny. They're yeah. good. And, you know, an adventure into the city and um, all that's really fun. Those two girls are really good. They I liked them a lot. With, they were a bit older. I, I will, they were probably like... 18, right? 17. In real life, probably in their 20s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing. And then I put down also, Will Forte plays Max's dad. And and I'd, when when the movie started and Will Forte's in the first scene, I was like, he, this is just the last man on earth character. Yeah. That's who he plays. He, it's like he plays himself, but he's actually funny. <laughs> and then Stephen Merchant turns Are you saying up. he's not actually funny? No, I'm saying he is just <laughs> funny all the time. and he, So he just plays that. Which is how I think Will, Will Ferrell does his thing too. Will Ferrell has that personality. And he right. just does it. That's just how he is. Like, I think that's how it works sometimes with funny people. I think. But there again, I listened to an interview with Eddie Murphy the other day. Who everybody, you know. Is he not very funny? He's not particularly funny when he's just talking. <laughs> Well, I mean, you can't be funny all the time. No. That'd be exhausting. It would. Uh, and also, Stephen Merchant turns up Just like there. I can't be, you know, super intelligent every minute. It's pretty difficult. I try. But it can wear you down. And the guy from <laughs> Us turns up in there. There's, there's celebrity parts in here. Yeah, but they don't even matter. 
I'll be honest. I I'm mean, the kids, the kids to have them. to have parents. As yeah. That some of them are parents of the kids. That has to occur. So we can see that they're not just running wild. <laughs> they're not just kids who are running wild. They've got parents who care about them because he does get grounded. They get, well. Oh, he's in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he should be. Um, and then uh, this is directed by Gene Stupinski, who directed episodes of the American Office. And, you know, the Office kind of has this kind of humor too, right? Just not as coarse. And yeah. Um, so what did you think of directing of this movie? It's hard to really it's pretty straight it. up. But, I mean, it's... Um, it's not fancy or anything? No, it's, just, it's invisible. Yeah. And I think that the parts where, obviously, there's CGI of them running across the busy highway and stuff, and it's really good, and it's really unsettling. If <laughs> I can watch all kinds of gore and stuff in movies, and I'm just like, whatever, that's just... You know, rubber and fake blood, and it's not real. It doesn't even bother me anyway. It just doesn't bother me. But those kids standing on that highway, and the camera's down low, and like the cars are passing really fast. Oh, you're something in you. Um, I said, I'm not a mother, but something in me was like, oh my God. Oh my God. This panic kicked in because it looked so real. It's literally Kid Frogger. <laughs> it looks like frog. Not even that. They just run straight across, and there's just, and you know that traffic is horrible. So I was like really intense during that. I was pretty sure they wouldn't have a kid get hit, but then again, they had a kid flying to the side of a van and pull his arm out of his socket. So you know. Yeah, it does have some broad kind of slapsticky comedy like that, but it's pretty funny. Um, it's funny when kids get hurt. Hardy har har. Yes. So IMDb reviews. What are those? Uh, they're the reviews that you like to read that are uh, opposite of what you think. No, no, you only go for one star, don't you? If I Not think just... it's a one-star movie, I'll read the one-star reviews. Okay. If I think it's a ten-star movie, I'll read the one-star reviews. Okay. Well, there you go. I just find the one-star reviews funny. <laughs> anyway, what's the one-star reviews going to be like for this movie? Let's see. Rick says, this is literally the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. This movie is so bad. The acting is bad. The story is not entertaining. The jokes are all cliches. And the plot was predictable, honestly. The movie didn't even make me smile in its torturous 90 minutes. I do not understand how anyone could find this an okay movie, let alone a great movie. I'd strongly recommend anyone to not waste their time by seeing this movie. My goodness, was that all one sentence without any periods or anything? Pretty Thomas? much. Oh my. Um, Jasomak says, terrible, not funny and sad movie, disgusting language. Not, not funny, funny and sad movie. Not funny and or not funny or. Not funny <laughs> and sad movie. Disgusting language. I mean, I, I don't, I can't argue with the disgusting language people because there's a lot of foul language that these children partake in. So I can accept that they don't like it. This person says, Amanda says. Amanda. I can't believe the parents of these children let them be in a movie like this. Honestly, face palm. <laughs> uh, what else we got? We got, uh, while I have to admit that this film was very funny, I really have to question why this film was ever made in the first place. Whoever thought it's a good idea. The jokes are infantile. We should have walked out on it and gotten our money back. But we thought that it just had to get better. It never did, though. And how do you justify kids playing with adult toys? They're not really playing with them. They found them because the parents I like them. when he gives the girl a ne the necklace. Yeah, as if no parents will have these things lying around and then just the fear of dread comes across them when they imagine their child finding them. When yeah. he gives the girl a necklace as a present, which happens to be a string of anal beads, and he <laughs> says to her, it's from Anal. Anal. <laughs> it's Anal. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, like, well, the kid doesn't know what they are either, no. but the smell of... See, that's what poop. grosses you out. You just go, oh, God. <laughs> Yes. Uh, what else we got? I'll do one more. These boys' voices haven't even broken yet, and they're saying every other line. It's cringy. They're too young. If that's what makes the movie funny, then that's pretty sad. I actually took my time in the bathroom during this movie, as I didn't want to go back in. TMI. Even I'm saying TMI on that shit. Yeah, I don't need to know how long you take in the bathroom. Thank also, you. yeah. All right, so that's now the I'm imagining some person who's a little bit 
stuck up a little bit, bothered by the language, walking out slowly, going to the toilet, slowly washing their hands, hopefully drying their hands, and then pensively looking in the mirror thinking, oh, what am I doing with my life watching this terrible movie? And then they go back in and watch the rest of the movie. Disgusted. (laughs) Yeah, that's my scenario. I'm sticking to it. So there are extras on the Blu-ray. There are a bunch, actually. Alternate ending, which is quite different. There's a deleted and extended scenes, a gag reel, and a bunch of, like, they're pretty short, but um, they deal with each thing, like the cameos, the the girls in the movie, the kids. You know, there's some on-the-set stuff. There's no commentary, unfortunately. Could have been quite funny, but there isn't. So, um, in conclusion, Sid Talk, good boys. How did you? How do you rate it? Rate I had a good time. Good time with the good boys. I still think it's just above average because it doesn't have like I don't know. It doesn't have that. It made magic. you cry. It made me cry. It made me laugh, and yet. Obviously, they do take the lazy way out often in many scenes when they could have could have been ever more clever about it um, and showcase these young people who did a great job. They do a great job um, without the added layer of the constant swearing, which is reminding you that they're swearing. And also you keep thinking, okay, so am I supposed to bring my 12-year-old to this? Movie? No. Because it's kids? But it's kids. It's kids doing kids stuff. I think for that's real. why they put the R really big on the, probably on the movie poster as well. Right. But then it's confusing because you're like, my kid would identify with this probably. I can, you know, but. They also say very clearly on the movie poster from the creators of Superbad, Neighbors, and Sausage Party, which are all three raunchy movies, you know? Yeah. So you wouldn't. It also says you must be this tall to see this movie, and then it's got a picture of them, and then the line is above their heads. So they try; they make it pretty clear that it's not for the kids. Mm. So, um, thanks to Universal for letting us review. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really fun comedy, um, kind of novel. It's it's one of those movies that it's been done now. It didn't, nobody can really do it again. Like it's not going to work another time. Not true. They could do loads like of kids them. swearing is not. That's like saying you can't do a horror movie where, you know, somebody's hiding behind a door. I said at the end also there'd probably be a sequel where they're just men, good men, and they're married. I don't think we need a sequel. I I can honestly see a sequel to it. I know you can see it, but I don't think it's necessary, and it's sad that you have that in your mind. So there'd be three men who look like these three kids. So basically like It. Oh, another, another movie that it actually referenced was It. True. There's a bunch of those little, um, you'll go, oh, yeah, I recognize that. So um, next week, we will be reviewing uh, The Lion King, John Favreau's The Lion King from Disney. Um, movie recommendations. I am going with, you know, this movie. I'm going with Room, which stars Jacob Tremley and uh, Captain Marvel. It's, <laughs> Marvel. It's really awesome. It's Captain Marvel to me. Yeah, but it's Captain Marvel. And I will also recommend The Last Man on Earth from TV. There's four seasons of it out there. I don't know where it's streaming or whatever. Probably Fox's website. But if you've never saw it and you like kind of goofy... You like Will Forte? <laughs> Do you like MacGruber? That no. Kind, it's no, that kind I of comedy. No, I don't think that's fair. MacGruber was totally the I comedy. I hated <laughs> It was exactly the same comedy, though. It's not the same, fully. If you ever it's saw MacGruber... a little MacGruber, more emotional. Yeah, but it's if you like Will Forte's brand of humor. I don't know, but I wouldn't say that necessarily because it does have a little bit, little bit better, you know. Sometimes. What do you mean better? It's not constantly that lowbrow, hack it up, yuck it up kind of thing going on. There's a lot of that. There is, but it's not constant. It's just very funny. It's a pretty unique show. I don't think there was. You know, it is, isn't it? There's not really a show Which like that. probably why it didn't last. Yeah. And it was on a, it, there was actually a cliffhanger that it ended on. It sucked because they just got cancelled and that was it. So, um, yeah, they're my recommendations. Room and The Last Man on Earth. Yours are? Mine are... Bad Words. Starring Jason. 
<laughs> when you said bad words, my, for some reason, my... A word. A word. <laughs> you know, yeah, device. Said. We have an Echo and we have a tablet that is from... Uh, the it's not the jungle. Line but it's, of devices. Yeah. We call it A word in and this just, house. You said bad words and it said... <laughs> You can't play explicit songs on this device. (laughs) So you have yours on, like, kid-friendly. Nice. Apparently. Um, So Bad Words with him and... Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman, who I really like. (laughs) If you haven't seen Ozark, it's really good. Season three is coming soon. Yeah, it's really good. Um, And also, he's, he's Jason Bateman. He's been around a long time. And because he talks to the kid in that movie, like, you know... Not like you would talk to a kid. Yeah, Bad Words is close to this kind of subject, like the way it's... It's not quite as raunchy. No. It's more like uncomfortable, like, oh God, this guy is a jerk for talking this way. And then my other one is Skite's Gowd to the Zombie Apocalypse, because that's some kids-ish having to like deal with Zombie Apocalypse. And it's pretty good. I liked, I remember liking it a lot. The main kid is the kid who ended up being the star of... Uh... You know, ready yeah. player one. Oh, true, true, yeah. true. So, um, yeah, there, there are review um, recommendations for this week. What was another, you know, when you say bad words, there was also another movie like that. What's oh, that? Bad Santa. There's oh, a, Bad Santa, yeah. There's another <laughs> inappropriate you movie. You love your Bad Santa. The way that Santa deals with kids is not. Not the best. <laughs> Billy Bob is not the best um, Santa, but you love it. All right, I've been playing Ace Gully stuff. I've been playing some more Death Stranding. I got to a part in Death Stranding. Okay, I'll, I'll say this to you. Most people uh, in reviews, etc., that I've read of Death Stranding, they don't like it because they say it's really boring, right? Yeah. Now, I'm 20 hours in now. I'm still on Chapter 3 because... For some reason, I don't like advancing. I don't want it to end, so I kind of like do what... If it gives me 20 things to do, I'll do all of them. So um, I've got to the point, 20 hours in, where I've turned from UPS Man of the Future, wandering around the landscape with packages strapped to my back, delivering them on my back. You know, quite kind of tedious, walking over mountains, going down the other side, trying not to get... not to drop the packages, to... um, I've unlocked a motorcycle. So now I'm like motorcycle courier going down the roads. It's much easier now. And uh, I can fit tons of packages on my back and loads of packages actually on the bike as well. So I can do like deliveries like all over the place because people, other people in your game. Have you explained to people what Death Stranding early is? Yeah. Okay. Twice. At at length. So in in Death Stranding, other how it works is not a multiplayer game at all. Like you don't ever play with somebody else, but other people are playing the same game as you. And say they build a bridge to get across a river. Like they use materials to build a bridge to get across a river, and you're walking along. When you've um, got enough, like it's like a Wi-Fi network that they're kind of constructing in the game. When you've got enough Wi-Fi in an area that you're in, you see other people's buildings. So you might come to a river that was really hard to cross, and you'll see that username SidTalk has built a bridge, and you can give her likes for putting putting the bridge over the water, and you can just walk over it and go along your merry way without you having to find stuff to build a bridge. So I find that people help you all the time. There's like ladder, there's a cliff, and you're like, oh, how the hell am I getting up there? There's like seven ladders. They're all left by different people. And you go up and you thank everybody. And sometimes you leave ladders, sometimes you build a bridge. It's like it gets easier the more the game goes on, the more of this network you start to build, the more of these things you see. And now I have a bike, and people have built roads. And it's just like, it's like the community is making the world easier to traverse Mm. which i've never seen in any game before it's not like you're playing with anybody else the only thing you ever see is hey see this bridge it's got the person's name on it a scully and like other people see my bridge and they press like and then when i start to play the game it says so like 72 people liked your liked and used your bridge yesterday and it's like you feel like oh i helped a bunch of people which you did 
So that's what I'm really liking about Death Stranding. And if you are put off by the beginning of the game, because the beginning of the game you have nothing, you just have you have no weapons, you have nothing. You just have you and packages, and sometimes there are baddies, and there's not a lot you can do but run away. And it's kind of frustrating a little bit because you don't feel equipped for the job. But where I am now, 20 hours in, I have a motorcycle, I actually have grenades, I have like a a thing that can tie people up if they because there are bad guys in the world and how they've explained these bad guys are back when the when America used to be America there was UPS and FedEx and all that kind of stuff and people got packages and then what happened is America got to the point where drones came in and they didn't need UPS men anymore but people who did like used to deliver packages they kind of were addicted to delivering packages and they enjoyed doing it. So how they've explained it in this world is, you know, the world went to shit and now there are people delivering packages just, these are the outlaw people. They're the people who are kind of in the world trying to intercept couriers, steal packages and have the packages for themselves. So it's like, um, they're the bad people. You can't kill anybody, you can just tie them up. You have this gun that like ties them up so they can't steal your packages. But that's the, the threat in this game. And it's very rare you actually ever see any of them unless you go hunting them out. But uh, that's Death Stranding. Uh, we also watched The Mandalorian again this week. Did you enjoy it? I did. How, how do you feel the first ever Star Wars TV shows going? Are you losing your voice? Are you losing your voice? Are you going to cough? No, I'm fine. <laughs> I think it shouldn't be up to me to talk about it, because you are the Star Wars. I want you to talk about it with me. I know, but you tell everybody how you feel about I'm it. I'm not um, spoiling, like I said. From, oh, no. We're on chapter three. We just watched chapter three yesterday. It's very good. It's really fun. It's really fun, and it's very well made, and it's... It's like watching a Star Wars movie, but just in parts. True. Because it doesn't have... Um, it doesn't have a differentiator from it's not a cheaper version of a star wars movie it has everything that a star wars movie has it seems like it yeah and sometimes even more higher quality yeah than some of the there's nothing know. where you go oh this looks like a that's kind of cheap and cheesy like a tv show it no. just feels like you're watching you know the story's really good i'm very attached to a certain character <laughs> are you i'm not as much as you <laughs> do you feel attached though? Do you feel like I'll, I've got to protect that? Not as not as much as you. <laughs> I've got to protect it with my life. I'll be honest. And I'm not even in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's very sweet that you feel that way. Yeah. So yeah, there, there's if you like Star Wars, this is not just like they've said. It's not just a, a little spin-off thing that's unimportant to Star Wars as a whole. There's something in here that... As a Star Wars fan, you need to see. I wouldn't say that. That uh, some Star Wars fans probably hate it. Uh, you know what? Interestingly, I watched reviews. Uh, I even watched a bunch of reviews last night. The Mandalorian is one of the only shows I've seen this fall that people just are just saying good things about. Well, that's good. It's you know, like I I love Watchmen. It's on on Sunday nights. Watchmen's polarizing though, right? Sure. You could, you either really love it or like it's maybe maybe it's confusing or maybe it's a bit too much for you. I don't know. But The Mandalorian's kind of, it's a simple, it's simple, isn't it? It's not like a complicated story, The Mandalorian. Kids, can, kids will understand it. Kids can watch it. It's family friendly. It's not gory or anything like that. Just really fun. And the, finally, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is a new Star Wars game on the PC, the Xbox and the PS4. I have played none of it yet. I have it, but I've not played it yet. So I'll talk about that next week. Sito, what's for dinner? What do you think is for dinner? Well, I hope it is impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. Whopper. Yum, yum. <laughs> That's our Saturday thing now. It's delicious. We're vegetarian, like we said, so it's nice to go get some fast food that you don't have to worry about. Although there's that guy who's soon Burger King because... His Impossible Burger was tainted. But, I mean, I'm we're not so fussy about it. We're not no. vegan. Well, so that's not an issue for us. We're just vegetarian. 
If you go to Burger King, or Taco Bell, or McDonald's, or Dairy Queen, or Wendy's, or Hardee's, or Pizza Hut, and the list goes on, Kentucky Fried Chicken, if they're telling you they have a vegetarian option, or a vegan option, and you're convinced that that food has never touched an animal product, or a surface that has had animal products on it, or a hand or a glove that someone has been preparing animal products with, you're a fucking idiot. And that's I have a very hard line about this. The if guy who's suing was a hardcore vegan, and the Impossible Burger's not even vegan, so I don't know. Right, what. it's not vegan, <laughs> and it's called Burger King. Yeah. And so we are not under any delusions that somewhere in the process of pre- preparing this burger... In the transport, in the preparation, in the storage, or in the guy going to grab the bag of Impossible Burgers out of the freezer and laying them out to put them on the machine, that there's not going to be some cross-contamination. It is life. If you want your food to be as pure as you are, well, it's still a little delusional unless you grow it all yourself, as you want it to be, then you have to prepare it at your house. Also, if you're a vegan, don't go to Burger King, even for an Impossible Burger. (laughs) If you're a vegan, don't go to any fast food and then bitch about it. And then start to sue them. I understand that people think that they're entitled for the world to then cater to their choices. It is not. You know, Burger King exists as a company that sells hamburgers and french fries, as do all the other fast food places. If they're making an effort to have a product that will then say, like, you and I will go there now on Saturday and get it. Or if my friend and I want to go out to lunch and she's like, oh, boom, let's go to Burger King or let's go to Taco Bell. They have a vegetarian menu now. I don't go, ew, but it probably touched something with meat on it. No, I'm not like that either. Or if I was going to do that, then I would say, no, thank you. If I was a vegan, I probably would have that attitude. But I don't I, I'm think, not a vegetarian. No, not vegans are I'm not even a vegetarian it. because of animals. Yeah, and vegans aren't all snotty or anything. It's just the people who turn it into this, like, I've chosen to be vegetarian, and therefore the world must succumb to my wishes. No, it ain't, motherfucker. Pardon my language. It ain't. It ain't gonna happen. I mean... So, cook your own veggie burger, and then sit at home, get your bun, get your vegan mayonnaise, get your vegan cheese, and be very glad that you have the opportunity right now in 2019 to go to the store, like we do, and get all those things. Like, because I can go right now and buy all of the vegan products to come home and make me a vegan burger. That's very similar to Burger King or McDonald's or whatever. It's not the same. We're not, we don't claim that. But it just really irritates me. So, <sighs> there's my... All right, let's get out of here. What's your um, advice and then we'll leave? <laughs> that should have been my advice. <laughs> Stop bitching about <laughs> cross-contamination. Yeah, stop it. Vegan burger. No, my advice isn't advice. It's just a wish that I have for all of humans Mankind? Yeah. I wish for everyone to realize in this moment, or sometime before you're close to death, I know that sounds grim, but we've had a lot of death this year, swirling around my, my life, not me personally, but people I know peripherally, that you realize right this minute, before you waste any more time, or at least before you get close to dying, and you have enough time to really let it soak in, that it has never mattered from the day you were born until now, until you die, what they think of you. It doesn't matter what your parents think of you as a person. It doesn't matter what your siblings think of you. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. You might convince yourself it does so that it makes family gatherings better or that you can communicate with people and you're not isolated, rejected, or pushed away. But in the end, it actually doesn't matter because you're living your life. And if you're making choices, for example, it could be anything. It could be absolutely anything from the most innocuous, like, I really love those shoes. They're crazy wild. But if I wear them, My sisters, my brother, my mother, my friends, they're going to think I'm weird. So I'm going to give up a thing that I actually am really interested in because of what those people think of me, right? Now, on that level, it sounds ridiculous, right? But people do it all the time. And I mean all the time. Even the other day, you had socks and sandals on, and I said, socks and sandals, I love it. That's a thing that people be like, oh, God. 
You know, they might joke about it, but then they would never do it. Socks and sandals are awesome. Because they don't want somebody to think something about them because of their socks and shoes and sandals. I know. And they, this goes all the way up to the highest choices to make in your life. If you are dependent on or you are in threat by someone, that's a different situation. We're not talking about a thing where your life or your livelihood or your actual survival depends on these people. I'm just talking about everyday life, like most of us have, where you go to work and you would love, love to put a little figure from a video game that you love to play on your desk. But what would the people think of me? Who gives a shit? If you do your job and you're a cool person in yourself and you're decent to everybody around you, fuck them. Like you said, I do not understand the concept of caring what people think about you because it is the time of your singular life that you are wasting. And when, if you do get a chance to be close to your death and you're contemplating the end of your whole of your life, you will not regret forcing other people to think certain things about you. That will not be at the top of your list. In fact, you'll regret kissing everyone's ass and making changes and choices that basically made you disappear. Like you don't really exist. Just this fictional version of you that everyone has approved of on the outside, but on the inside, you're, you're longing and empty. That is something you will regret. So I just wish for everyone that you realize it never has mattered what people actually think about you. All right, moving on. Moving on. So you can catch us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. This podcast, I've already explained it to you. Everywhere podcasts are available apart from Spotify. Fuck Spotify. <laughs> Don't say that. They might be listening. <laughs> Um, I'm listening right this minute. And then email aschoolie at with your comments. Don't email Sid Talk. And stay classy, the boys from Good Boys. Maybe they're not that classy in this movie, <laughs> but they were in others. And I'll say thank for yourself or someone will do it for you.